Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm Darren, your host, and today we're going to be talking about I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man from Sign of the Times, also included on the Hits 1, uh, or the Hits the B-Sides, recorded in 1982 at the Kiowa Trail home studio in Chanhassen, M- Minneapolis, Minnesota, <laughs> um, and then re-recorded uh, at Sunset Sound on the 16th of July 1986, and released on the 30th of March 1987. It's just Prince by himself on the song, which, if you listen to the song is quite impressive mm-hmm. considering what's going on in this song the track is six minutes 29 but the single was released at 339 and it fades out just as prince starts to get you know into the song and starts to vamp uh the b-side for it was hot thing that was released on the 3rd of november 1987 um and a 12-inch version was released on the 23rd of november 1987 and uh the 23rd of november was also when international versions of the single was released it was actually a top 10 single for prince quite a successful song um Mm -hmm. now rejoining me for this episode is wendy mays hello wendy hello and um we should just get straight into the discussion because this is uh, one of my favorite songs off Sign of the Times. I think it's a lot um, of people's favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, looking around the internet, um, <laughs> uh, at, at the various different cover versions. I now, mean... I should say this, when it comes to the cover versions, particularly on this uh, this project, I try not to get too much into the, uh, the tribute cover versions. Obviously, when Prince died, there were a number of different bands that played live versions of his songs um, and kind of just did it as a kind of tribute to Prince. Um, there are a few of those, um, Goo Goo Dolls and um, The Replacements. Uh, there's this band called uh, Flesh for Lulu. I don't know who they are, but they all kind of did live versions after Prince had died. Oh, the, no, The Replacements one was, I think, um, in the 80s. I think, oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was from like, because The Replacements weren't around anymore after he died. I mean, I guess they got back together and repl- you know played a tour or whatever, but... Um, no, the, yeah, the, I think the replacements cover is from the the late '80s. I could be totally wrong on that, but I'm almost. Certain... I, I feel like YouTube has misinformed me. Oh, maybe, um... yeah, maybe I read something <laughs> wrong then. <laughs> but yeah, like I saw like an Afghan Wigs cover where they're doing it live, and that one's from '98. But yeah, yeah, maybe I I could be totally wrong about the replacements one. Maybe they were touring. <laughs> they, maybe that was their reunion tour that they got back together and did it for. Yeah, but there are there are a lot of kind of cover versions because people really like this song, and I can completely understand it. Uh, if I'm going to pick a genre for it, um, I mean, I would just say that it's a rock song. Although there's a there's a little bit kind of like vamping, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, where it gets nice and quiet for like two and a half minutes, something like that, and then kind of comes back. So you know, it's just kind of like a straight up rock song, um, and. Prince does this rarely, but it's a it's a proper like story song, you know, telling the story of it was only last June when her old man ran away. Um, now I don't know why he print he Prince picked June. I'm gonna guess probably because that's when his birthday is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> He has, a, he has a tendency to kind of, end, like the character of Gemini for the Batman soundtrack <laughs> is because Prince is a Gemini. You know, he has a tendency to kind of put stuff around his birthday. So, But June just scans really well anyway. He's out in the club celebrating his birthday when he spots a lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he kind of describes, I mean, it's so specific, you know, it's 10.35 on a lonely Friday night. And I just love that 35 as well. Yeah. It's not half 10. <laughs> it's 10.35. Um, you know, and I, 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 I like as well how even though this, this, uh, this girl is crying um, because her old man has gone to stay, uh, Prince still comments she was looking all right. Which I, <laughs> I just love. 
It's like Prince just can't. He can't help himself. Even no. if even if a woman is kind of distressed in this bar at ten thirty five on a Friday night, he still has to kind of say, "Yeah, she was looking good." Everybody else is like looking at her, like, uh, "Oh God, it's the sad crying girl at the bar." <laughs> but he's like, "You know what? I can see through that running mascara. She's a babe." <laughs> I just love, I mean, one of the things I love about this song, of course, is Prince's delivery of the lyrics because he does this thing where he has this like really, really long run on sentence Mm -hmm. where he's like, um, uh, I asked her if she wanted to dance and she said that all she wanted was a good man who wanted to know if I thought I was qualified. And it's just like this really long kind of run on sentence that's kind of giving you so much information (laughs) and it's just so the way he kind of like sings it and puts the different cadences in it's just so perfect yeah and of course um he he points out that um (laughs) i like it's like baby don't waste your time (laughs) which is such a a kind of a great prince thing to do Uh, yeah i think that this song is really honest about his personality too I really appreciate the honesty of this this song where it's just like she's like I just want a boyfriend I just want a good man he's like no this is not that's not gonna be this <laughs> I'm good for a yeah. one night stand but like no I I'm not looking to get into a relationship I'm sorry <laughs> think as well the fact that he says he he may he goes I may be qualified for a one night yeah. stand. <laughs> And I like, I like as if there's some kind of certificate on a wall that just says Prince, you know, one night stand, you know, um, and he's got like a BA in it or something. And it's just like such, it's such a kind of, it's such a, a great way to phrase it. And of course, the title of the song, which is, you know, probably one of the longest the Prince has ever come up with is, but I could never take the place of your man. And I just love how he kind of stops and does a little kind of guitar thing just before saying your man. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so, like this kind of whole the pic- the kind of as soon as he's saying all this you kind of you understand what the picture is you know this girl is standing by a bar crying and then kind of coming onto prince because you know uh that's what happens to prince on a friday night <laughs> in any bar it is everyone is coming onto him no matter what they're doing um and i like as well how when we get to the next verse um the thing that prince does which is interesting and this is why i say you know like f- you know finding out that it's just prince by himself um you know he does these kind of little things where he'll sing a line and then you have like a little kind of uh, kind of call and response thing. So when he's talking about how, you know, there are tears in her eyes, you get Prince in the background saying tears in her eyes, just like kind of mm-hmm. emphasizing that. And, you know, I just I just kind of love the kind of the kind of little counterpoints that he's doing. And, um, you know, again, the, the, I mean, it's funny as well, because he talks about how, you know, there are tears in her eyes. And then he talks about how she couldn't stop crying. And then he's going on about, you know, I, I like how he, he, he says, she asked me if we could be friends. And of course, Prince is like, oh, honey, baby, that's a dead end. You know, and I know that we wouldn't be satisfied. And I was just, it's just so clear, you know, like there is there are songs that are kind of about this subject that are kind of more clumsy. But the fact that Prince is like, uh, you know, I'd like to be friends with you, but unfortunately... That's not going to work out for us. So yeah, that's what I'm saying about the honesty of this song. Like, here's this woman who clearly just wants to be lied to. You know, <laughs> like she's like, "Are you a good guy?" <laughs> like, you know, crying her heart out. Where most guys would take advantage, and he's like, "Oh, baby, no. Like, I could sleep with you maybe for one night, but like, we're not going to be friends. I'm not going to be your man. Yeah. Like, you're really attractive. If you want to do it, let's do it. But other than that." 
No, you can stop. Stop wasting your time. <laughs> yeah. Then we get into, you know, once we've once we've had the kind of introduction of what's going on, um, Prince then kind of breaks it down and just kind of <laughs> just he, he basically just spends about four minutes of this song just kind of vamping and just having fun yeah. and kind of doing little kind of call and response things. And there's this this kind of like thumping on the drum that kind of keeps kind of like pumping in. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's sh- considering that this is, you know, Prince age, I don't know, like 23 recording this song. It's just so remarkable wow. to listen to it and be like, yeah. I don't like, I don't know how he's doing this. I don't know how, because, you know, he's playing those drums and then he's going back mm-hmm. and putting the guitar on the top. And then he's going back and putting, you know, the bass in. And then he's going back and doing all the, the singing. And I'm just like, I don't know how he did it. It's just like so amazing. This is definitely one of those songs where like, when you find out that all the musicians on the track are actually Prince, you're like, oh, that's right. I for- <laughs> like, you you know, I think everybody forgets that he was such a musician. Like, he was such an all-encompassing musician. Like, he played everything. And it's it's flabbergasting to, like, especially when you hear the song and you're like, there's so much happening in the song. And he's doing it all. It's really, it's kind, it's so amazing to listen to. Kind of when he's just kind of doing all the kind of the, the, the playing as it goes along. It, just before we come, like, as as we, it kind of builds to a, a kind of crescendo and then Prince counts himself back in and then he goes one, two, three, four and then he comes back in and you get the whole kind of, the kind of hook which is the, the kind of the, uh, it's like the falling melody, the kind of that kind of, and that just comes back in. And um and then you just as with some songs that Prince did um, kind of in the eighties you get Prince just kind of screaming to finish the song up, and and then it just yeah. kind of has like the the kind of organ just kind of like hangs on for a few notes, um just before we go into the next song and it's just such a kind of great kind of finish kind of to the whole thing and it's interesting because um when Prince did his uh, did the concert film which was actually released. Um, you know, like a, kind of a couple of weeks after this single actually came out. It, 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 within the concert film, there's this kind of weird little story where you have Wally Safford is going to this bar and talking to Greg Brooks and then Kat turns up and then um, I think it's Greg Brooks who just like run, literally runs off, as the song describes, um, off stage. Um, and then Kat is crying um, and you hear the song kind of come in and Sheila E actually does the drums um, and her kind of drumming um it's better than prince obviously because she knew is a lot better mm-hmm. drummer than prince but yeah. it really actually kind of she drums it a little bit quicker than the song is on the album you know it's okay. and so it, she kind of and she's got this huge kit and so obviously she kind of really adding a lot more to it but it's really it's it kind of it's it still sounds like the song obviously but she's adding an extra layer that kind of drives the song a little bit quicker and the way prince sings the lyrics it's a lot more playful and he literally has cat kind of trying to come on to him and dancing next to him and him kind of pushing her away uh kind of as we've talked about the lyrics kind of just kind of like reenacting the kind of the the, the the kind of the song and it's just quite funny because prince is like kind of literally going here is this beautiful woman who's crying and i'm pushing her away and um it's it's a great version of the song and and, and obviously you know with the they they had the um you know eric leeds and atlanta bliss on saxophone and trumpet and they kind of add the horns playing the kind of hook and it really kind of emphasizes um you know that that kind of that wonderful kind of like falling melody and it's just it plays it's just the whole band do it so well uh it's it's like a really great version of that song 
But as discussed, this song was actually recorded in 1982 and, and not 1986. I think uh, I think it's interesting because, you know, this is recorded around the time of like um, 1999, which is when Prince started to kind of stockpile songs, basically, um, as if there was some kind of song apocalypse coming. And and so he, when, he re- <laughs> when he recorded 1999, he recorded uh, so many songs um, and some of them like didn't show up until, you know, throughout the kind of the 80s, they would show up. But some of them didn't even show up until like the 90s. It's interesting. If you listen to the song, you can actually hear like um, a hand clap. That's like a it's like a, L- a Lynn drum machine hand clap. And that kind of gives away that Prince recorded it kind of in the early 80s. Right. Uh, because by the by the time he got like a live drummer, um, you know, from like 85 onwards, he kind of stopped using the drum machine as much. He still used it. Uh, in fact, he still used it all the way up until his death. There were still albums where he would kind of go back to the drum machine. Um, but you can kind of hear the, this kind of hand clap thing that's in the background. And that kind of gives away that it was like a, an early 80s song. But, you know, it doesn't it doesn't sound like a 1982 song. This is a, a, a weird thing about it. Yeah, like, that's what, yeah, my, my thought was that too. Like, it's weird. It doesn't seem like a long amount of time, but the music from the early 80s versus music from kind of later 80s was such a sound difference that it's it's kind of crazy that he recorded that song uh, in 82 and then was able to release it in 87 and not have it and still have it sound so fresh yeah um, and sound like music that had just been made as opposed to music that had been made in the early 80s I think it's interesting as well that if you if you watch the sign of the times film and you see the version that's there with the with the horns yeah and so like the the, the kind of the horn parts that they add are quite interesting and obviously Sheeree's drumming really kind of brings the song alive so if you listen to the that version you could think well actually if prince had had them in the studio at the time the song probably would have been i don't know about a minute shorter because it would have been a quicker pace Mm -hmm. and it would have had like a fuller drum sound and the horns would have kind of counterpointed everything a bit more and so you know this is a this is a great song and it's a clear five out of five it's just such a great dance song too like you totally want to go full like molly ringwald while dancing like uh while listening to the song every time (laughs) Uh, but i i I feel like there is maybe there was if prince had given it one more pass in the studio with the band he had he probably could have done a slightly different version that people probably would have loved even more there are some interesting covers out there as we said you know there are some live versions there is a there's a band called i don't know who they are us5 yeah, I don't, like a boy band I've never heard of them and they did like they did like this really weird kind of like kind of boy if you imagine what a boy band would sound like covering a Prince song that is exactly what they sound like like very kind of heavy heavily produced yeah I was gonna say Jordan Knight was one of the guys that covered the song so <laughs> you already have a boy band kind of thing happening yeah but yeah yeah the, the Jordan Knight version is so kind of weird because obviously you know it's cut in half but he still keeps all the lyrics but he's kind of singing them in a way that suggests that you know he's not being as honest as Prince was in his version yeah and uh, Jordan Knight actually did a, after Prince died he did actually do a live version of this song as a tribute but obviously because he'd already covered it it was kind of just him just doing the live version <laughs> really does Jordan Knight have any other songs I don't even know that Jordan Knight has any songs I, other than... I don't yeah I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah, other, I can't. Other than covering <laughs> like new kids on the block, you know, what's left? Yeah, um, I mean, I know he had like a resurgence there for a, a hot second. Um, and then he went away again. <laughs> but I don't, I don't um, know what that one song from his hot second was. <laughs> um, and then the version that I really enjoy. Um, and, you know, I've stated that I don't like Prince cover versions. 
But I think the cover version that the eels do, um, or just eels, should I say? I don't want to call them the eels because they're not—that's not their name. They—they—they <laughs> they, they kind of do like a very interesting. I think the thing is, uh, Mark Everett's voice gives the song a whole different spin mm-hmm. because you know Prince is very kind of cocky and confident, and so he is the kind of guy who can, you know, see a girl on a Friday night and be like, uh, "We're not going to go home tonight," or you know, if we do, that's it. And you know, he can kind of give the option. Whereas I feel like um, Mark Everett, his his voice is a little is kind of a lot sadder, and so it it doesn't sound quite the same when he's talking about it. It sounds a lot more like he's kind of like a stalker almost, right? Kind of like watching her across the bar and kind of cataloging all these things that he can see about her and kind of all the backstory. And you're thinking to yourself, how does this guy know what's happened between uh, this this woman and and her man? You know, like and and kind of makes you a little bit suspicious. Uh, it's a it's a it's a beautiful cover though he does it you know he musically it's great right uh, but I've, it just has a different feel to the prince version um just because of what he kind of brings to it but that's what i that's what i like in covers though i i hate it when covers yeah sound i think i've already said this like <laughs> i hate it when they sound exactly <laughs> like the song i'm like what's the point why are you putting this effort i'm gonna go listen to the original yeah so he does he does really kind of take it in a different direction yeah uh, and kind of make it like really interesting um now prince you know obviously he performed this on the sign of the times tour um and he actually he, he would do an interesting thing where um, the song rock hard in a funky place uh, if you're familiar with that from the Black Album, it has this kind of horn stab and this kind of little horn thing, and they kind of started to incorporate that into the the song. Um, uh, on the concert film, they kind of cut it out. Um, but uh, yeah, and Prince then after after performing it on the Sign of Times tour, he kind of didn't perform it um, for years and years and years until kind of the the late nineties where he started performing it again. And then, you know, he kind of dropped it. And then it wasn't until, you know, kind of the the kind of the last kind of five, six years where he actually started to bring the song back in um, and kind of just played it on piano and kind of put it into medleys and stuff. Um, and, you know, he, uh, it's such a great song. Uh, obviously, Prince has so many. Uh, he's mm-hmm. only on stage for so long. Yeah. You can't expect him to perform everything. <laughs> um, but it's such a great song that it kind of it makes me wonder why he kind of stopped performing it, because... Um, you know, if I was Prince and I had, I had written this song, I would be performing it all the time. Right. Uh, just to show people how great I am. <laughs> I think it's one of those, he has so many songs that he can showcase how great he is. That he's like, how, you know, like <laughs> yeah. after like 30 years, you're like, maybe, maybe let's lay off this song a little bit. <laughs> after so many years, probably just got yeah. tired of playing the same song over and over again. <laughs> And of course, um, you know, as with all the tracks on Son of the Times, you know, the, the, the album itself took, a, you know, went through a few different kind of stages. And, you know, this song was, um, you know, first kind of put onto the, the kind of Dream Factory version of the song, the kind of double album. And then it was kept on the triple album, kind of the original Crystal Ball version. And then obviously, you know, it was kept when it became, you know, Son of the Times. Um, so, you know, this is obviously a song that um, even though Prince had recorded it years earlier, um, you know, he returned to it and it was clear that he, you know, he wanted it to be on an album. It was just Warner Brothers were kind of not, not keen on releasing a triple album yeah. at this particular point in time. Um, you know, uh, and interestingly enough, um, <laughs> the the day the day before he re-recorded this, he recorded the song uh, Joy in Repetition, which appears on Graffiti Bridge. Oh. Um, so... Oh. Uh, interesting that you know that he kind of resurrected this old song and then recorded another song that wouldn't be released for like three or four years. <laughs> uh, 
uh, <laughs> kind of in the same sessions. But that is something that we'll, we have to get used to with Prince in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. This, this kind of constant recording of so many songs and, you know, that some of them take years before they show up on albums. Um, but yeah, this is such a great song. And the thing is as well, although, you know, I say I hate, hate cover versions of Prince stuff, I think... Um, the fact that people see, you know, there's so many different, there's so many live versions of this on YouTube. You can just, you know, Google it and you'll find so many of them. Um, it's clearly a song that everyone kind of loves so much, um, you know, and I can understand that because it is just such a great song. Yeah, yeah, it really is one of uh, everyone's favorites. Um, so I feel like we've praised this song as much as we possibly could. <laughs> um, so we're going to go to the the um to the plug so uh, wendy do you have anything you wish to plug uh sure i have a podcast called pet cinema terry um where we look at the role that animals have played in movies so anything from the gone girl to air bud we look at the role that animal has played in the movie um you can find me on itunes uh on that and any kind of uh podcasting downloadable device that you may have or whatever uh and i'm on twitter and instagram all that kind of good stuff under pet cinematary as well great stuff and that's cinema and then t-a-r-y yep yeah t-a-r-y i spell it like the movie because i'm dumb Okay, and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. This far in, you should know that I don't know why you'd want to do that. And that is at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks very much for returning to be my guest, Wendy. Oh, thank you so much for having me on again. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye.